0: Let's get into the sermon today. We're talking about signs. Today's sermon is about this sign up here. What's that? Yield. yield. How many of you know what a yield sign is? If you saw that sign without the word yield in it, you would know what to do, wouldn't you? What would you do? Some of you would. That just means go a lot faster than that car that's in that lane, Pastor. We've got to blend in. You know, just speed into that, in that lane. Cut that guy off, you know. Uh, the yield sign, isn't. that's an international symbol. In in uh, Europe, in like in the uh, a lot of Europe, it says give way. It doesn't say yield. It'll say give way. In other words, that means if you see somebody coming and you're approaching a lane, they've got the what? Right of way. And that means that you have got to give them or you should give them the right of way. How many of you have ever been given a ticket for failing to yield right of way? How many? Co- really, that's it? You got a ticket for it, right? Because you failed to do. How many of you have ever been involved in a wreck because of a right of way issue? Somebody ran a red light, or you ran a red light, you ran a stop sign, or there, you know, because you failed to yield, or somebody else failed to yield. Listen, when we fail to yield, we have issues, consequences, many times. Sometimes there's not anybody there, but a lot of times if you fail to yield, you can get in a lot of trouble, cause a lot of damage to yourself, to your car, to the other person. In the same vein we have a spiritual way that we are supposed to yield to God right we're supposed to yield to him because if we're not if we're not willing to yield to him we can get in all sorts of trouble too and God has that's what this is all about when we talk about signs God is the sign Jesus is the sign He is our direction. He is the one that gives us instructions. He's the one that puts up his hands and says, stop. He's the one that says, this is a narrow way. He's the one that says, there's only one way. God is our director. He has given us all of these signs, and he wants us to listen to him and obey him and follow him. What happens? I was thinking in the natural. Why do people fail to yield when they should fail? Yield. What, what are some of the reasons that people fail to yield when well, they should very they, they know that they should well uh, yield? One of them is that they're in a big hurry. I'm in too big a hurry to yield, Pastor. Sometimes we're just not paying attention. Sometimes we just flat out disobey. That's going against authority. That is an authoritative sign. There's the government is behind that. And the Bible says for us to submit to the authorities and the government to the, law, the laws of the land. A lot of people think it's okay to speed. And, and they may, they'll make all sorts of jokes about it, and you may be one of those people, but the Bible says to obey the authority of the land. So when you speed, guess what you're doing? You're not yielding to the plan of God. You're not yielding, and you're, you're actually sinning when you, when, you, when you speed. When you break the laws of the land, you're sinning. So we're this room is full of sinners. Right, we are. Sometimes we fail to yield when we're distracted. Now that's one of the biggies. Hold on, show sure. how hey, you do that. Ah! Oh! My text said just said God said yield. He messaged me. Texting. Changing the radio station. Trying to put that CD, your favorite CD in, and failing to yield. Reaching down for a donut. Mm-hmm. Did you know when you drive and you reach for something in the seat to the right of you, you have a tendency to steer the right of you? It's just natural. Um, for some of you, it's just, it's just putting on your makeup. Why they ever put that little mirror that flips down off your visor, I don't know. I guess they got tired of women bringing out their own big mirror and setting it on the dash. And you're doing that because you didn't get up early enough to do it when you're supposed to. So you're in a hurry. How many women put their makeup on in the car? Be honest. How many women put their makeup on the car? You see, there's a lot of liars going on here. How many guys put... No. We can also fail to yield when, when, we are not, when we are not in control of ourselves. Drunk. High. Because of an addiction, you fail to yield. So I'm looking at all those things in the natural, and I'm thinking those same things happen to us in the spiritual. We fail to yield because we're distracted. We're rebellious. We're not listening. We're not paying attention. We're doing our own thing. And then the wreck happens. And then we try to figure out who we're supposed to blame, and God says, "Huh, ah, that's you. That's on you." Oh, I want to blame. I want to blame the devil. No, that's on you. So we like to blame somebody. And God said, "No, that's that's on you because I've given you specific instructions on how to navigate life." So when I'm seeing when I'm thinking of this this week, and I already had known that I was going to preach on this, I looked at the sign again and I thought, one, two, three. It's a triangle. And so when I thought about it, the Lord impressed upon me that. For us today, and maybe from now on in your life, this will represent the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Just a little reminder as you're going down the road and you see a yield sign. Oh, I remember when pastor said, think of that as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because God has called us to yield to every aspect of Him. See, God is a triune God. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And He asks us, He says that we are to submit to Him. It says, listen, if you want, to, if you want the devil to leave, it says to submit to who? God. First, we submit to God. When we submit to God, we're submitting to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when we submit to God, surrender to God, yield to God, give way to God... We're, we're giving way to all aspects of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So I, I was, I asked, I was praying, and the Lord showed me John 14 takes care of all these aspects of God because I could just throw out Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. So if you have your Bible, turn to John 14. We're going to quickly go through six things that we need to submit to, how we need to yield our lives if we're going to live a successful Christian life. If you want to be victorious in your Christian life, you are going to have to. I am going to have to learn to yield. Anybody ever go to Chick-fil-A to go to eat? I remember that one of the first times I went to Chick fil A and I you know, you get the, the combo meal. Doug's not here this morning. I'm gonna a plug for Chick-fil-A, but you get the combo meal. They're always my pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure, you know. They're really courteous. And they give you the combo meal and you get your drink, but man, you go through that drink a lot faster than you go through the food, right? And so you go back up to the counter to the right side and you have your drink there. And if you got your drink there and you have got your lid there and you got your straw and your lid and you hand it to him and see, so could I help you with like I like a refill of iced tea? Okay, would you please take the lid off? How many of you know they say that? You, if you walk up there and you got your drink and you got your lid, they're not going to grab your lid for you. They want you to take the lid off because it would get so messy if they tried to fill up your cup and you had the lid on it. See, we say, oh, well, more God, more God. Just give me more God. Fire, fire, God, more fire. You know what? You really should be saying, Lord, I yield myself to you. He has already poured it out. He's waiting for us to get free of all the junk in our life, take the lid off of our religion, of our safety net. I I I want a lot of you, God, but I don't want that much. I want some of you, God, but I don't want that much. So we put the lid on. And God said, listen, if you want everything I've got for you, you're going to have to take the lid off so I can pour into you. You want not say more fire? And listen, if you're not willing to yield, the more fire is going to burn you up. So God wants us to yield to Him. He teaches us to yield to Him through His Word. John 14, the first thing I want to look at is yielding to God the Son. Say, God the Son. Verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Isn't that awesome? He's preparing a place for all of us. He's preparing your mansion, and he's. And when we, when we, that when we step into eternity, the mansion he's got a mansion prepared for us. He said, "I want you to be where I am," and I'm. I'm with. I'm down with that, or I'm up with that. And where I go, you know, and the way you know, and I love it because these disciples are just so honest. And in this John 14, there's three of them that ask him questions. And Thomas says, well, Jesus? <clears throat> cool question. I just, well, I, I think of them as just honest. Uh, Lord, we actually, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Hmm. And Jesus made this statement that just blows every other religion out of the water every other religion this is what jesus said that you need to memorize and get in your heart because the world is going to tell you that it's not true jesus said i am the way i am the truth i am the life he is the great i am says no man nobody no woman no ch- nobody comes to the father except through me or by me there's only one way i love it that he defined it so simply for us you can You can cry out to Buddha. You can cry out to Muhammad. You can cry out to any other God. You can cry out to the light bulb. You can cry out to yourself. But listen, there is only one way that we can be saved. There's only one name under which mankind can be saved, and that is the name that we've been singing about all morning, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. Man, you've got to get that one nailed down in your faith. If you don't have that one nailed down, everything else is going to be you're going to be waffling on it. And I know, I know people that have declared to be Christians and then all of a sudden they become famous. They become celebrities. And all of a sudden everything changes because they don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers anymore. <coughs> Oprah. Excuse me. And I can name a bunch more. Because now they're, they have to please a lot of people so their ratings will be good. Man, that just bugs me. <laughs> Had a little Ron Campbell coming on me there. Woo. Mind that spirit of yeah. Woo! Oh. One way. And if you're not willing to submit to that one way, guys, you're lost. That's the truth. You may not like it. You may want to get up right now and go, whoo, I thought I was, I was saved because I did a lot of good things. I've done more good things than bad things. <clears throat> won't get you there. Well, I, I thought I was saved because I've been a member of a church. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> I won't get you there. I thought I was saved because my mommy and daddy are really fine and religious people. Eh, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> won't get you there. Only one way, Jesus said. And he told Thomas, he said, listen, Thomas, if you don't know, I'm going to make sure you know, and I know this is going to be preached for years and decades and generations and millennials to come. When he said, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. There's only, there's only one way, and it's through the cross. It's through me on the cross. If you try to get there any other way, you're going to be sorely disappointed, especially the day you have to stand before God in the judgment. And he's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. Woo, boy, we need to learn to yield to God, the Son. most crossovers between here and any city going out of San Angelo because we have divided highways going to Ballinger and to, to uh, Big Spring and to Eden. And I'm not yet to and They really need that one, though. They have crossovers. You know what I'm talking about, a Crossover. And you go to these crossovers. Did y'all have that little sign, that little picture. Did y'all figure out how to get that picture up here? This is what you see on all these crossovers. Every one of them. I I, I know because I'm pay, I'm paying attention to signs more now than ever. And you go and you if you want to do the turn ground, because we were coming we were coming in from Austin last week, week before last, and we saw a state sale <laughs> out in the out in the boondocks. I mean, out by Van somewhere somewhere. We're like. Oh, what do you want to stop? you want to go? you want to, you want to turn around? Yeah, Okay, we'll turn around. So we had to do the crossover thing. We had to go down and we had to turn to that little short space that you have of oncoming traffic and you have to yield to the oncoming traffic or you in trouble. And then you have to go that way that it says to go to get back where you need to go. Then we had to do the other one to come back around to go to the farm where it was all happening. But if you miss that one, when you go the other way, you will see this sign. Do not enter or you will die. Right? Same holds true for every one of us, church. When we see the sign and God says, yield, Harold, yield, stop, slow down, listen, watch. I have one direction for you. You need to go this direction. The other one might even look good. It might look look like, oh, that that would be a great place to go. And God says, no. I'm not saying you can't go there someday, but not now. You need to go this direction. Just like when Paul said, where am I supposed to go take the gospel? Should I go over to Asia and, and, and the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 no. That's a good thing to do, but I want you to go here. There's a man, he gave him a dream and a vision. Y'all remember that story? And so there's, there's, there's choices that we have to make, but until we're willing to yield to the voice of God, we're not going to be able to follow this, the, the one way sign where God's directing our lives to go. When we submit to God, listen, when you submit to God, how many of you submitted to God through Jesus Christ? Listen, you know what you've done? you said the culture of this world is wrong. Because the culture says if somebody slaps you on one cheek, you drop kick them. Or you shoot them or something. And the Bible says, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. The The Bible says if we are to bless those who persecute us. That is not what we think when somebody persecutes. That's not our first response, is it? They persecute us, we're going to get revenge. He says to pray, to love your enemies. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Now see, everything is counterculture with Jesus. So when you submit to him, you submit to that example and that lifestyle. So if you're one of these people that wants to get even with everybody, you need to learn how to yield to Jesus Christ. He said, listen, he said everything backwards in our, in our vocabulary. If you want to live, you got to die. What? You got to die to yourself if you're going to really live life. Number two is yielding to God the Father. Verse four, uh, seven. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. Here we got, we have, we have Thomas, now Philip. Lord, show us the Father. And it is sufficient for us. I'm thinking Jesus is going, oh, Philip. He's not in the other room. Take us to your daddy. I want to meet your dad. He says, how, how long? Where am I? Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me, this is Jesus speaking, has seen the Father. So how can you say, so is the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I don't speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. I think that was one of the most frustrating statements that Jesus was making. Have you not got it yet, guys? You've been walking with me for three years. I have been exempling the Father to you. I don't do one solitary thing that he doesn't show me to do. And that same mandate is given to us because Christ is in us. Jesus said, I am in you and you are in me. And we are supposed to only do what we see the Father doing. That's a biggie, guys. We do a lot of things that we don't see the Father doing. We do. We say a lot of things we don't hear the Father saying. We go a lot of places we don't see the Father going. Oh, it got so quiet in here. I'm guilty. You're guilty. Say, I'm guilty. Or I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> right? Oh, I don't do that. Nuh-uh. Yeah, right. Jesus yielded perfectly to his Father. Because he did that. He was a perfect picture of the Father. That's what he's telling Philip. If you see me, you see my father because I'm just like him. How many of you look like your parents? How many of you are not crazy about that? <laughs> you remember? <laughs> some honest people. Huh? I don't want to look like my daddy. It's funny when you're growing up, you don't notice it so much, Right? And then after when they get older, you start noticing some similarities. and I love it when the ladies say, "Boy, I hope I'm not like my mama." And then you get around to all your relatives, "You're just like your mother. Oh, God? I don't want to be that you know? But we become like who we watch. We become like who uh, the, the DNA of the person that we've been been born of, right? We really can't help a lot of those things. A lot of those traits, we're just like them. I mean, I, I watch people. I mean, you, if you're are any of you people watchers, I mean, you watch in the mall, you'll see a mother and a daughter walking. I mean, you just spot them right off. You know, that's her daughter. I mean, it's, it's like a father and a son. You just know it immediately that they walk the same, you know, they have the same gait. Honestly, start watching people. Be a people watcher. You'll find out that. Uh, uh, dad sits down, crosses his leg like that. Son sits down, he crosses his leg just like that. We, but here's the thing. We are supposed to be so keenly aware of our Father, so yielded to Him and His life and His example through Jesus Christ that the older we get, listen, I know it's a process, but the older we get, the more we should look like Him and less like us. These people that say, "Well, man, I haven't progressed my Christian life. I've been a Christian for 40 years, and nothing seems to change." Well, you know what? You're not doing. You're not yielding to the Father. You're not yielding to the perfect example. And since you're not yielding, you're not going to grow. You're going to have wrecks. You're going to have accidents. You're going to have. You're going to. You're going to run in. You're going to get in the wrong lane. You're going to go the wrong direction at times in your life. God's called us to yield to the Father, so we can example Him our perfect Father, our Heavenly Father to our children, to the next generation. The third thing we are to do, I love this, because right in the middle of John 14, he's, he talks about fruit, really. He says, yielding yields fruit. A lot of times when you use the word yield in Scriptures, it's talking about producing, okay? So not only just does, does it mean to, yield to, to uh, uh, yield to Christ, but it also means there's a production that comes out of yielding. So yielding yields fruit. Look at verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he believes in me. The works that I do, he will do also. That's a biggie. Because I go to my father. He said, I'm leaving. And whatever you ask him in the name that I will do, that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, a lot of people, we this us charismatics. Man, we like that scripture. We're going to do the greater works. But you know the problem with the, us wanting to do the greater works? We got to do the other works first. We got to become the good fruit. We want to step out and do all this stuff and live like the devil and oh man, I'm, I'm anointed. I'm going to pray for you. And I was, there's some people I won't let get close to me to pray for me. Yeah, get away. Holy Spirit says, run. Galatians 5. Well let me show you the difference between yielding to Satan and yielding to God. Galatians 5, verse 19, in the middle of 19. Here are the, here's what, the, the, what you yield or produce if you're yielding to Satan. Great things. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. I need CJ to wrap this. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you before, and just as I told you in the times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what people that yield to Satan, that's what their life looks like. That's many of us, many of you, before Christ, that's what your life looked like. Now, if your life still looks like that after Christ, you need to go back, you need to repent, and you need to get back on track with Christ. You need to recommit your life, or maybe you just need to get saved. Oops. But here's the fruit of the Spirit, okay? This is when we yield to Christ. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Say love love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against, there is no, there, against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh. Woo-hoo, that means they've yielded. They've crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Paul is talking about a lifestyle of yielding here. How many of you see the difference in people when they come to Christ? Because they begin to yield to the Spirit of God. They begin to yield to the, the Word of God. They begin to yield to God. They they begin to live a different lifestyle. I mean, I could pass the microphone around in here. And y'all could tell me this is what I used to be. Pastor, I'm not like that anymore. Sometimes that stuff tries to come back on me, but I know how to rebuke it. I know how to get in the Word. I know how to pray. And I'm not going to allow that to come back on me. Because I want to yield to God. Because I know I can the fruit will be good. And so when you yield to God and the fruit of the Spirit rises up in you, then you lay your hands on the sick. Mark sixteen seventeen says, And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. You see, when your character, when you're yielding to God, the fruit of the Spirit is evident in your life. You're not going to have to go after signs and wonders and miracles. They go after you. They follow you. See, we have people in the, in, in in we have people that want to yield to miracles. Oh God, I'm, miracles, miracles! I want more miracles. I want this. I want that. And He says, "But just yield to Me first. Follow Me. Believe Me. Trust Me. Those things will happen." It's just going to be like you're getting a boat and you're, in the, you're going down the, a, a lake and you look behind you at the wake. It, it's just going to happen, guys. If you're going forward, the wake is going to follow you. And if you're going forward with Christ, the wake is going to follow you. The signs and wonders will happen. You won't have to manufacture them. You won't have to rustle them up or conjure them up. They'll happen. But you've got to first yield to God and see what God wants to see the fruit that He wants to produce in you. Number four is yielding to God the Spirit. Verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments, Jesus said, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper that He may be, abide with you forever. How long is that? Forever? How long is forever? Oh, okay. Just checking. Didn't come and go. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because that neither goes sees Him, nor knows Him, or yields to Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Now, what he was saying here is that the Holy Spirit had not come in power like it was going to very soon after this on the day of Pentecost. He said, the Holy Spirit is with you. In other words, he said, I'm walking with you. Holy Spirit's in Jesus. He's walking with us. He says, but he's going to be in you. Say, in me. So that that happened on the day of Pentecost and, and the Holy Spirit came upon them and filled them. So... When we, when we yield to God the Spirit, we're yielding to the power of the Holy Spirit to rule and to reign in our lives. So he goes on to tell them, I'm leaving, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send a helper. When when Paul wrote Romans to the Romans in chapter 8, I think this was almost an answer to what Jesus just spoke to them in John 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of what? Adoption. By whom we cry out, Abba, Father. He says, I'm not going to leave you alone. You're not going to be orphans. As a matter of fact, I'm going to feel with the Holy Spirit. You're going to be able to hear the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. You are my children. I'm not going to leave you ever. I'm never going to forsake you. And you're not going to have to live with fear anymore. Number five. Yielding to the Word. I know I'm going faster. Y'all keeping up back there? Is it We're good? Okay. Love you. Yielding to the word, verse 19. A little while, I only have 12 more points, so we're good, right? A little while longer, the world will see me no more, but you will see me. In other words, he's going to be crucified. Because I live, you will also live. He's going to be resurrected. At that day, you will know that I am in my father, and you in me, and I in you. Now listen to this. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest, show myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will do what? He do what? And my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which is you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Now, I want to tell you that when you yield to the word, you're also yielding to Jesus, because Jesus is the word. And I, it's hard to believe, but that's what he says. And so I believe it, because he said it. He said it in John 1. He says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So the God is the word. But then look at verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, that's Jesus, full of grace and truth. So he says, I am the word in flesh. I've come from heaven, here I am, I'm the word. And so when you submit to the word, when you submit to this, you're submitting to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You're submitting to Jesus. When you want to see Jesus, get your Bible out. When you want to talk to Jesus, have your Bible out. When you want to hear from Jesus, have your word out. I cannot stress to you enough when he says, if you want to obey my commandments, you can only obey his commandments if you know what his commandments are. You're not going to go down a street and yield where there's no yield sign. You're just going to keep driving. Correct? And a lot of you guys, man, you're going to drive whatever speed you want to until you see a speed limit sign. Have you ever caught on the interstate and you, when you, wherever you pulled out, there was no speed limit sign? You're like, baby, I think I can do 80 here. <laughs> Honey, I think it was 65. Wow, I haven't seen a sign yet. The thing is, if you don't know what he's telling you is right and wrong, then you're not going to see the sign and you're not going to yield. You're not going to stop. You're not going to go. You're not going to do what you're supposed to do because you don't know. You can plead ignorance all you want, but like, try it with a police officer. The authority. Argue out of that one. Try it with God when he says, Thou shalt not fill in the blanks. But God, no. Don't commit adultery. Oh, okay, God. No, 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 no. Don't even look at a woman and lust after her. There's your sign. It's in red. And he wrote and he spoke and he taught. Listen, if you, you can plead ignorance all you want. If you've been going to church very long, you should know. If you've got a Bible in your home, you have responsibility to know what Jesus is telling you. Don't leave it up to me, okay? I'll get you just for an hour a week if you're here. Finally, I know we're running over, but it's Okay. This is that season when nobody cares. No football. Most of you don't care a rip about baseball. Hockey, really? Where's the Chicago people? There they are. Yeah, the hockey section. NBA. That's at night. There's really no place to go. Anybody have a meal in the oven right now? Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) Man, what a culture change, right? 20, 30 30 years ago, everybody had a roast in the oven. we got to get home, Pastor. It's going to burn. I put on the automatic timer. My husband, who wouldn't come today. So so y'all don't have anywhere to go. We're good. Finally, Jesus brings it all together. I love John 14 because he brings it all together here into God the Trinity. Yielding to God the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, say the Helper, the, Helper. the Holy Spirit, say Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father, say the Father. the Father, will send in my name, say my name. My name. Whose my name is that? That's Jesus. In one verse, you've got the Trinity. I know the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but neither is the word rapture or Easter or any of these other words that we try to use. But this is a picture of God and the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He says it right here. He said, I'm going to send you the helper. That's what many times the the Holy Spirit was called in in scriptures. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I've said to you. So can you see the Trinity in that verse? There are a lot of other examples, but it's right there in front of you. Somebody ever ask you, well, I don't know what the Trinity. I don't understand the Trinity. Well, take them to several scriptures in the Bible and show them. Do you see how the Trinity, do you see how God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit work in perfect harmony? They always work in perfect harmony. You know, I've said this before. A lot of people say, well, we're a word church. Man, we're just going to preach the word. And other people go, we're we're Holy Spirit, man. We're, we're all about the Holy Spirit. We're, we're charismatic, and we, we, can, we can do all the other things. The people in the word are just so boring. And we got our flags, and we got our music. And everybody says, well, we're a, power, we're a, we're a word church, or we're a Holy Spirit power church. And God says, really? Why are you ripping me apart? Why are you separating me? Why don't you see me for who I am? Because I am everything to you. Listen, we need the Word of God. Anybody that wants to dismiss this, man, you've just dismissed Jesus. When you say, well, the Word's, it's important, but it's not that important, man, that is a lie from the pit of hell. This is so valuable. And if you don't have a good Bible that you can understand, find one, buy one. You know, get one that you can, get a good study Bible. Man, this is one I would, I love this Bible. My grandson gave me this years ago. It's a New Spirit-filled life Bible. It's a New King James. There's so many great translations now. Huh? Yeah, it's a Jack Hayford. And in the back of it, it's just got a wealth. And they just, tell you about the Greek and the Hebrew it's a beautiful, man if you need a really good Bible uh, some of you had some King James versions and I'm not against King James but if you don't understand it get a Bible you can understand there's no no reason why you shouldn't be able to but all the, what I'm saying is God works beautifully in, in the three parts that he expresses himself to us in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and I say that to say this He has provided us with all the tools, all the weapons, all the instructions, and all the power. He has given it all to every believer. We have no excuses for not yielding. We just don't. Think about this. God loves you so much. Why would you not want to yield to Him? When He can save you from disaster. He's blessed us. The Bible says He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. And yet we live among believers that are full of fear. They're faithless. They're anxious. They're addicted. They constantly make bad choices. And some of you are here today and that's you. And Jesus would say to you, surrender it all to me. Follow me. Yield to me. Because this is what you get when you follow me. Look at verse 27. We're going to close. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I love this. Not as the world gives do I give to you. You want peace? This is the only real peace. Let, that's why he says, guys, I know this doesn't make sense. I know you're not understanding what about, is about to happen in my life. But I don't want your hearts to be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid, he says, because I've got you. We walk through life with so much fear, and God's constantly saying, I've got you. I'm holding you in my hand. Your leaps of faith are just jumping around in my hand. I'm not going to drop you. He said, you've heard me say I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said I'm going to the Father. For my Father is greater than I am and He wants to be with His Father. Through it all, can you imagine the ascension when He sits down at the right hand of the Father? Dad, I'm home. I'm home. I'm home. father saying Jesus I'm so sorry you had to go through what you went through I'm so sorry Jesus says dad it's okay if I hadn't been willing to do that nobody could be here with us think about that he wanted to be back with his father that's what he's sharing his heart with his disciples And I've told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world. Satan is coming. And he has nothing in me. He wanted to make sure his disciples knew. I don't care what you hear. I don't care what you see. I don't care what the word is going around, the the gossip and all. I want you to know Satan is not doing this. He has no control in me. I go to the cross willingly. I'm laying down my life for you, Thomas, Philip, Peter. I'm laying down my life for mankind. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise and let us go from here. Would you stand this morning? We have uh, our praise team, those of you that are singing. In the ministry team, please come. Take your positions. I know in a crowd this size, many of you, if you had not just had a wreck, you're heading for wrecks because you're not listening, you're not yielding. And so I want to ask you, I just want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. It's not going to be a show of hands it's between you and the Lord, you and the Holy Spirit. Be honest with Him. It doesn't really, it doesn't do you one bit of good to lie to God because He already knows the truth. So just be transparent with Him. I want to ask you something. What areas of your life are you holding on to? What areas are you holding on to that you're not letting God have control of? What distractions? What is distracting your life right now that you can't even see God and he's, and he's screaming at you, he's holding up his hands and saying, I love you. Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. What are the distractions that you have allowed the enemy to put in your life or you have, been, you have invited into your life that keep you from yielding to God? What sins are so easily besetting you? What sins do you keep nurturing and, and not kicking out of your life and not repenting of and you just keep letting them have rule and reign over your life? What are those sins? What idols are you keeping? What idols have you set up to keep you from a life of yielding to the king of kings? Maybe some of you here this morning, you're angry God. Well, listen, it does no good to be angry at God because He loves you and He wants what's best for you. Maybe that's something you need to repent of. And the biggie, a lot of you are just so, you're, you've lived in sin so long, you've yielded so many times to Satan that you really can't even think that God would even want you. Satan has so put his, his foot on your head and pushing down on you that you can't even believe that you're worthy of the love of the father but i want to tell you you always has you always have been worthy and he's never stopped loving you through all of your disobedience and your rebellion so this morning god is ready for you to yield to him to the father to the son to the holy spirit today don't let sin don't let any of these distractions keep you from him today and as I close in prayer, I want you to come and find one of these counselors, one of these ministry team, and let them pray with you this morning. But I want you, some of you just need to come to this altar and kneel, and kneel. By kneeling, say, I yield. So, Father, this morning, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your presence to heal, your presence to restore and to renew. Father, for those that are not yielding to you that today, that they would know that there's a better life waiting for them when they come to the place of surrender. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Listen, don't wait. Go ahead and start coming. Start coming. There's areas of your life you want to surrender to God. The enemy's still holding sway over you in some areas. This morning, I want you to come. If you just want to come to the altar and deal with it, we won't bother you at the altar. If you want somebody to pray with you, come and grab the hand of one of these counselors, one of these ministry teams. Come on. Don't let the enemy hold, to, hold hold anything over you anymore. Come on. Let's yield to the Lord this morning. Let's yield to Him. Every area of your life, whatever the enemy's hanging on to, let go of it this morning. Whatever whatever He's holding on to, let go of it this morning. You let go and let God this today. Yield to Him today. You want to go down the right way? You want to meet God as He goes with you? And yield to Him today. Thank you all for being here this morning. and I believe that we are in the midst of revival and it will come as we continue to surrender and yield to him. Remember tomorrow night's Bible study, Wednesday night Bible study. Next day is Father's Day and uh, we're offering, if you haven't dedicated your child yet, we did it on Mother's Day. We're also going to offer that a baby or a child dedication on on Sunday, next Sunday, but you need to contact the church office and let Diane know. In the new series, we're starting June the 21st, What the Bible Says About. And then we got something really cool coming up July 7th and 8th.